0: Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, Uh, quite quickly after the last episode, Uh, but a nice, nice victory against uh, Southampton with uh, essentially the Kane and Son show, Uh, took upon themselves to destroy Southampton after a few nervy moments. Uh, I'm here again with Mac, Uh, if you don't follow him, give him a follow on Twitter, at Mac1882THFC. Yeah, give him a follow. Uh, Any questions or anything, comments for the podcast at L Talk Tottenham. Uh, See if we can answer those. Uh, But without further ado, let's talk about the game and a few other bits and pieces as well uh, with Mac, as I say. Uh, So let's talk Tottenham. Uh, before we start something I just wanted to mention I forgot last week with all the hysteria and excitement of Bale joining is the new podcast logo which was created for me uh, and sent to me on Twitter by uh, account Suffolk Spurs which is uh, at Gary has a point so if you don't follow him uh, give him a follow uh, just a quick shout out just to say thank you very much for the logo uh, it was very kind of you to do it and it's a very good logo as well so I'll be keeping this uh, so back to the podcast. Hi there, Mac. Welcome back. How you doing, mate? You're welcome. Yeah, not too bad. It's always better when you've had a win, isn't it? Do but... you know
1: what? It's brilliant. Absolutely yeah. superb. It was a nervy first half, but second
0: half, just, yeah, it's what, yeah. It, it's what you expect first to be. Yeah, so first things first, man of the match, son or Kane for you? Uh, or give them <laughs> both a trophy? No, no. For me, it would have been
1: Kane. Mm. His all-round performance, he was... He was back defending corners, being the first head to the ball, mm. you know, he was, he was dropping deep, he was, you know, he was making sure that, you know, he was drawing the defenders and, you know, playing those balls through to Son. I just think he's, it, it was a complete performance by, mm. by Harry Kane, for me, you don't get me wrong, Son's goals were great, they were well taken and his speed many Southampton, but as regards complete performance, yeah, Kane, Kane was my man of the match.
0: Yeah, it was almost certainly the son's fourth goal was almost telepathic. You look at the replay; Kane had a little look, but like he knew he was going to be there, and then you know. Oh yeah, it was was, the the
1: the relationship that they've built over over the last four years has been fantastic, and you know to watch how they were in the second half against Southampton. Hmm. All you can do is salivate hmm. what it's going to be like when you throw Bale in as well. well because that, that, that going
0: was going to yeah, be my next question. So you beat me to <laughs> it yeah. there. If, if, if they can get that kind of relationship with Bale as well, then oh dear. <laughs>
1: I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think back lines are going to look at the starting line-off and they're going to see, you know, BKS. You know, they're going to BKS for sure. You know, they're, they're going to look at that and they're going to shit themselves, and mm. and rightly so because you know, I I, I saw um, I saw something on Twitter. Uh, I think it was still yesterday, where they put a possible lineup based on how Harry Kane played on Saturday mm. uh, on Sunday against Southampton, and it had uh, Bale and Son playing further forward with you know still as a front three, but Kane slightly sat back mm. because of, of just how good he was at being able to. To sort of draw the play in and then ding that ball out into space. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 just think it, it's, it's, it's a very, very interesting prospect, yeah. and I, I can't wait to, I can't wait to see it. Just sadly,
0: due to recent circumstances, and you know, Bojo putting a spanner in the works, we ain't gonna get down <laughs> the ground to see it. Nah, yeah, but that, yeah, Kane dropping deep was something else I'd written down. Have you read my notes or something? No. Yeah. My think like yeah. um, yeah. it is. It's just it was a complete. That second mm. half for
1: Harry Kane was a complete performance. Mm. The the guy is. It just shows how good a football brain he's got, and he's not just a goal scorer And I, I know this is a Tottenham podcast. If anybody else who supports a different team listens to this, all I'm going to
0: say to you is, is: this is your one season wonder. He's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But do, do you think he's more suited, certainly with Bale and Son up top, do you think he's going to be more suited to play in the number 10 rather than having this, uh, well, him up top, Bale, Son, why do you think he's going to be more suited to a number 10? Because I've been saying for a few weeks, I think we struggle without like an Eriksen who was a number 10. But some of the passes that Kane played, and he, he can um, ping it 50 yards cross field with very minimal effort.
1: I, I said in the last podcast, you know, we've got Alder Virold who can ping a pass, Let's mm. also, who can ping a pass. Now, we only saw a glimpse of it, in my opinion, from um, London Bay
0: Yeah. on Sunday, you know, towards the, that turn for the first mm. goal. But it changed you the know. game, didn't it, really? But he, uh, he, he didn't yeah. really do anything else, from what I uh, saw. Oh, it,
1: I'll agree with you, but it was a glimpse of Mm. of the promise—the promise that's there. But I'll be honest with you, right? I think the great thing is that we now we're going moving forward, and we've got Bale with us. Is Kane hasn't got all that pressure sat Mm. on him. you know he's and you know I've said I've said lots about Harry Kane. He drops too far back, but that's because he's desperate to get the ball to Mm. have an effect on the game. Now he's in a position where he can affect the game by. Not necessarily scoring, but getting the assists, um, because he's going to have two pacey front men with him in Bale and Son to be able to latch onto those balls. But also, with I think Bale not probably now. Let Bale's rapid regardless, even if he, like we said last week, even if he's lost half a yard. But if Bale is going to, you know, I think then you might see a bit of a, a role reversal in some respects as regards dropping back between Bale and Kane. Yeah moving forward, so that Harry's still going to be amongst
0: the goals, but I think it's going to be a more forward team performance. Yeah, I think Bale can pick a pass as well, can't he? So, him, him dropping back, I don't think it's a bad shout, and then, then uh, um, alternating, I don't think it's a bad shout, and some up top. I'd be interesting to know who's quicker, some now or Bale in 2012, because
1: so, oh Jesus! Yeah. To be fair, you, you hope, we're only going to see it. what what if they're supposed to at the same speed. I, I still <laughs> think, I, even even Gareth Bale said in his opening video, "I've still got my pace." Yeah, yeah. So if, he's, if he if he genuinely believes he's still got the pace that he's had from the day he left Spurs, then
0: Jesus Christ! Mm. You know him and him and Son. they've of those got to stop themselves getting caught offside. But yeah. Jesus Christ, it's it's going to be immense. Absolutely, yeah, we, we were offside quite a lot, but th- that happens when you're playing on the last man. That's going to happen. Law of averages that happens, and it's just I mean, I mean, yeah. the, the first goal as well offside by Tone. Now, we'll, we'll come to VAR in a bit with penalties and stuff because it's getting absolutely ridiculous now. But, but yeah. it, in terms yeah. of being offside, it's going to happen when you're playing on the last man, but on the, on the hope that it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but eventually it will happen where you're onside and you've Completely opened them up. And what, what we've got now, I think I said this on the last one, I'm not sure. Kane, Sun, Bale, we've got three players there that one and one, it's a goal. There's certain players going forward, Van Nistelrooy for me was one of them and Brazilian Ronaldo was the, the greatest of all time. One and one, you might as well just pick the ball up and put it on the centre circle because it's a goal. No, no, and we've got three of them now. Oh, yeah, we're... This
1: is a, it. It's, yeah, it's a very, like I say, it's a mouth war prospects mm. and I just... As long as we, because we, we've got a, a, an amazing front line now, we've got a, a good midfield. And as long as we can just shore up that back line, mm. right, you know, whether that be bringing in Diaz or whoever else at Tottenham have, have earmarked the potential defensive signing, as long as we can shore that up, then, I, I, do you know what? I I, I, I dare to dream and think that we might be somewhere in, in and amongst it uh,
0: towards the end of the season, yeah, I, I, I think we kind of shored it up in the second half. It, it is difficult to tell because Southampton's head dropped. Certainly, when the second, third goal went in, but after the second as well, but he seemed to change to four four two in that second half, and we looked looked a lot more solid. But as I say, is that because Southampton just lost their head, I don't know. Or, or is it
1: just the fact that it's Southampton? You know, if that had been a you yeah. know a gel together Chelsea, if that had been an on form United, we'd have game would, over by our time. Well, well, yeah, it would have been a totally different story? Mm. Um, and, and this is the thing. You also because it's, it's there's no point in getting carried away. On as much as a five two victory is is great for great for morale, great for confidence. It's good for us fans to watch. Mm. But at the same time, you've got to kind of remember who you're playing. Yeah. You know, you know, and you, you know, if that had been Man City, we could have been three nil down at halftime. Mm. But at the same time, would we have a team got into it with a slightly different mentality?
0: First half, was there a slight mentality of "Oh, it's only Southampton"? Yeah, possibly. But th- this is Southampton. After the uh, restart last season, they they were in fairly good form, weren't they? They they were certainly in the top <laughs> half in form, and obviously with Ings <laughs> up top, they they've got. Striker who's banging form, but I, I just thought the first half it was literally like, like, like I play when I play football. It's just get the ball, hit it as high and lo- long as you can. There was no um, kind of plan. Game plan. Yeah, yeah. whereas in the second half, obviously we were winning and there, we, you know, Kane and Son were destroying them, but there seemed to be a, a, you know, get the ball on the floor, pass it, look for people rather than just hoof it, hoof it, hit and hope.
1: Well, this was the thing. I I think that what they did. I think they. I don't think the game plan changed all that much because I think they they play quite a high line anyway. And I do think that the the in my mind, obviously, I'm not a manager, but in my mind, it's they're going to play a high line. Let's just try and hit balls over the top and get Sunter and and Kane to get onto the end of them. But. You know, in the end, the, the in the ball wasn't the effective part. It was the it was those two, three passes in the midfield mm-hmm. to to create that that yard of space, for, and then and then pop the ball through, rather than just trying to hoof it. Mm-hmm. Because that's when you you know, because when the ball's hoofed, you don't know just exactly how where it's going to drop, how far, how fast you've got to run, whether you're going to get outrun. So I think I think it might have been you know a similar thing just done differently for the yeah. second half, and that's why it ended up being
0: so yeah. successful. Yeah, but, but apart from when Ndombele got it to Kane to Son goal in the first half, there weren't those little passes in the middle of the pitch. In the middle of the pitch, the well, se- second half, they, he must have had a chat with them at half-time or something like that, or they saw it themselves. But, yeah, I, I, I just thought we looked a lot more solid. And the, the, the players, exclude Kane and Son, the players looked like they knew what they were doing in that second half.
1: I don't, I, I, yeah I, I don't know I think to be fair though if you look at it, second half the Celso came on yeah yeah. Now, oh, yeah now was was that was that the difference that was needed? I'm not saying that the Celso came on and changed the game far from it but
0: hmm, yeah the it creative
1: outlet maybe they thought to themselves well we can hold back a little bit more. we can sit and defend a little bit deeper and support the back line because the Celso is going to be there to hopefully, Put that little ball through to yeah. ping that little ball. Well, uh, it's, it's like I say. If we, it's like I said last, last, last podcast, if we knew this, if if we were, you know, <laughs> if we were the expert, we, we wouldn't be sat here doing this. We'd be sat on a bench somewhere, yeah. you know, earning earning mega bucks, hopefully winning trophies as a manager. Yeah,
0: but but so, every, so, every fan in football that has been or will be or. or is here now, knows more than the managers. That's that's the way it's always been. So. <laughs> that's it, yeah. I, I played play football manager for three weeks. I know more than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think you're right there. I think Leselso, I, I, I didn't think about it. So I do think you're right. I think he offers a bit more um, calmness there. In in the same way that Eriksen did and De Bruyne will do for City and stuff, it's like, oh, give him the ball, he won't lose it. And, and the same way that Dembele used to do for us. A calm head. Yeah, which I love. which I love Winks. I love his passion for, for Spurs, but I, I'm not sure he's that kind of player. And Hoiberg isn't that player at all. Hoiberg's the get the ball off them, give it to someone better. To be, I was going to be fair. I, I love
1: Winks. I, mm. I I I rate Winks, but you know I, I don't. He's not. In my opinion, he's not an attacking player. He's mm. he's the he's the hold up guy who who is tenacious. He's a little terrier. He gets in, he gets the ball, and he plays that short, simple pass. Yeah. And whether that whether that be backwards, sideways, or, or two yards forward, you know, it's just get hold of the ball, get it released to a different player, and bangs. You know. And I think him and Holberg, if they can create uh, an understanding, might do quite well because yeah. I think they bear similarities. Um, I do think holberg slightly better um but you know I, but who knows like i say it's it, as jose says it's a puzzle that's not quite complete yet yeah and you know it's
0: yeah, it's all we can do is speculate and give our opinion do you, do you think he knows his best team he even when did he come in November wasn't he and then we had two months off so i What's that, think that? eight not, months nine months do you think he knows his best team i i think he knows the nucleus Mm. Of his uh, his best team,
1: but do I think he you knows his, his proper yeah. first eleven? No, because you know he he, rate, he rated Ben Davies when he first came in. But if he rated Ben Davies so highly, yeah. then why have he gone and, and brought in probably one of the best aspiring left backs, you know, with attacking promise in in European football at the moment? You know, he's he's up there with one of the best. You know, you look at what he did with, with Seville mm. and how he played in the final. When uh, when they won the Europa League, um, you know it's it, if you really rated Davies that much. But at the same time, him and Davies, uh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, they're um, they're two. Davies is more defensive. He's mm. he's the player that will you know when Doty bombs forward, will then sit alongside Dia Sanchez or Diarina Virgil and create a back three. Yeah. He's he's not the bombing attacking wing back that I think Jose wants in that position. Yeah. And and this is where, you know, and so it's kind of unfair
0: to compare when they're, they're, they're actually very different. Yeah. Do, do, do you think we'll have a problem when Davies is out, not sitting in the back, and then uh, we'll call him Sergio, is in? Um, because yeah. because uh, <laughs> Gineppo, Southampton looked like, certainly first half, they had a plan with Gineppo targeting yeah. uh, Doherty, because he goes forward and there's no support from whoever was on the right. And yeah. he, the amount of times he was able to run with it unopposed or, or he fronted Doherty up or whoever was out there. But Obviously, if you've then got Davies on the other side making a back three, you've got some security there. But if you've then got... Uh, it's Regulion, isn't it? I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get his name right. Um, if you've got him bombing forward, Doherty bombing forward, just the two at the back, whoever that may be, Will that then be Hoyberg, who's told, "Okay, you make the back three? Or because well, that did just... worry me in the first half. If that was Man City, uh, De Bruyne would have been giving Sterling if he was on that left the ball every time he got it, and we'd have been carved open up even more. at will? I'll be. I'll be honest. I. I, I probably would push. Um, push Dyer. One of the best defensive seasons we had was when Dyer played just in front of the back line. Yeah.
1: Um, but he, so he was me, the
0: one who dropped into the three when we didn't have the ball, I, wasn't he?
1: Exactly, he did, and I I felt that I, I feel that that's been his best position whilst he's been at Spurs. Hmm. Um, and for me, for me personally, with, with if you're playing Sergio and, and Doe um, as attacking fullbacks, then I I would probably sit with try and get Sanchez and Aldo Viro to to work on their partnership hmm. and have Dyer and Holberg. Hoiberg, yeah. uh, sat, sat just in front and Dyer be the one that slips in to make a back three um, when they're charging up the flanks. That, yeah. that, but that's, but that's, that's that's what I think. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure there are people who will be listening to this podcast going, Jesus, Matt, you talk a lot of shite. Opinions are like arseholes. Yeah. Everybody's got them and sometimes they stink. Yeah. But do you know what, right? if everybody thought the same way then it would be boring you wouldn't be able to have these these podcasts you wouldn't be able to have these conversations
0: and yeah it's just it makes it more yeah. enjoyable. Well, you've only been on here for about an hour and a half so far. I've been doing this for years, so God knows what they think of me about what I talk about, in my opinions.
1: But... Well, um... <laughs> going back to what you said off there with that monotone voice, they probably put it
0: on to go to sleep. So... Yeah. <laughs> Informative and helpful. It's a double edged sword. There yeah. you go. If you're having trouble sleeping, please listen to this. I'll put it on the Insomniac channel or something like that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're a couple of players now. Actually, one player I want to talk about, which uh, I've been critical of, and and after the restart, I I kind of rescinded that. But I have to again. is Love East. He's been superb since uh, the restart last season. And, and that that save from che, che Adams, even though it was kind of at him, it was through a lot of bodies and quite point blank. And, and you know that would have made. I think that would have made it two nil. So. He's looking even more commanding now. Ignore the uh, disallow golf rings where he headed it out and kind of yeah, he's a little uh, about it. But, but but those rushes of blood to the head and mistakes, <laughs> touch wood, don't happen again. Uh, have been a lot 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 less less than they were before the restart and the season before that. So he, he's I'm, uh, I'm, he, I'm he a, looks I'm even gonna more focused. I, I'm going to go back to what
1: I said to you last time. Um, when I was on the last uh, the last podcast, because was, you know, Larice was at his best when he first joined Tottenham when he was being pushed by Freedom. Yeah. Now, no matter what anybody thinks about Joe Hart, whether they rate him a keeper or not, the guy still has passion and determination to be the best that he can be, right? And he will be fighting, and he'll probably have made no bones about it, whether it be, you know, in a jokey way or a serious way, turning around to Hugo saying, I'm on your ass, mate. And if you slip up, I'm going to do my best to take number one spot. Yeah. And you know, and this is what we haven't had from Friedel leaving to Joe Hart joining.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, Gazaniga came in and he was fantastic. But as as Tony Park says, he is a, a flat out. He's a number two. Yeah. You know, he says they're very defined. They're very defined when it comes to goalkeepers. There's no one, one maybe two or two maybe one. They're very de- you are a number one and you are a number two. And Joe Hart was a number one, uh, a very you know during a, a high point of especially Joe Hart's career, but also when Man City came into the ascendancy that they they did and they have. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if if Joe Hart being there and regardless again whether you rate him or not, having the desire to want to be number one is enough to push Hugo to back to his best.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with that, and yeah. Because I, I said we need a new goalkeeper because Loris isn't at it, but he, he's uh, convinced me uh, round now. And, and yeah, yeah. Whether that's just because he's got a bit more focus, just because he wants more focus, because he's got more focus, because there's someone breathing down his neck or a combination of the two, but either way, I'm not that bothered. But, yeah, it, 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 exactly, it doesn't matter what the reason is as long as
1: he's doing it on the pitch. But I still, yeah. again, I said this last time, is... Do you know what? I think that was problem with half a team last season. There wasn't peop- there there wasn't enough investment in the squad, so they didn't have to worry. It's like you know you look at this thing with Delhi Ali now. Mm. You know, there's there's different kind of. I, I spend all down the road listening to Talk Sport. So you know, there's there's people that sit there and go, he needs to go on. You know, going on loads to PSG might change his mentality. You know. Um, mm. He spent all those years under Pochettino, who was very much the big brother father figure, puts the arms around the player, mm-hmm. Mo- you know, molly coddles them a little bit just to try and make them feel good. Whereas Jose Mourinho is like the strict military dad.
2: Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. I- I'll tell you how it is. If you're not doing it, mate, stand by your beds because i tell you what, I've done it for you. Yeah. Well, and, and, I and I don't think, I genuinely don't think that that Ali he likes that. I think in his own mind... You think he
0: he's an arm-round-his-shoulder kind of guy rather than a y- blunt-truth kind believes, of guy? I think he believes
1: his own life sometimes. Hmm. And I think he thinks that he should always be a star. And don't get me wrong, that's not a bad thing, having that confidence. Hmm. But if you ain't backing it up on the pitch, then mate, you need to, you need to pull your socks up, get your head down and... and and do what we know you can do and stop being a you know stop being a crybaby over it you know you look at you look there was a tweet that went out to say look players were were bemused they didn't know why they'd been dropped in the southampton game they were waiting for an explanation jose does not need to give you an explanation (laughs) he is the manager he is going to choose a team that he thinks has trained the best that's going to win the game and do the best for him on the pitch if you haven't been picked don't be sat there waiting for an explanation of Jose Mourinho as yeah. to why you haven't
0: been picked. Go so work okay. harder in training and make sure you are for the next game. <laughs>
1: exactly. Take, take a step back, look at your own performance and go, why didn't I get picked? Is there something I could have done better? Self criticise, self analyse, as well as criticise and analyse each other. You mm. know, uh, you know, people are going, is there a problem with Joe, you know, has Jose got a problem with Delhi Ali? He said very, very straightforward on on the, the all or nothing. If I've got a problem with you, you'll
0: fucking know about it. <laughs> it, was, it was speaking of that, I, I did see the chat that he had with Ali where he, he ended up was saying you need to demand more from yourself. Not not me demanding more from you, but you from yourself. But obviously, it, it's a big talking point now because he was dropped and he was told, it. it he, uh, Jose said it wasn't tactical. So do, do you think a loan move would uh, help? PSG are, are rumoured to be interested in a loan move. I personally think it would be just something different and
1: I think I do I, 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 yeah,
0: I, I think
1: it would I think it would benefit him mm. because if you especially if you look at the players PSG have got PSG have got some really you know you've got Neymar there you've got um, uh, Di Maria you've got Mbappe he would be able to learn from experienced cup winning players which might mm. be able because he's still young enough he's not he's not old he's not set in his ways you know uh, which might be able to then change his mentality and give him um, a, maybe even more of an appreciation for for what it takes to be the best yeah. because I, I have no doubt in his own mind he thinks he's in Mbappe's league he's in yeah. Di Maria's league he's in you know um, in Neymar's league but Wait, go and train with him. Go, go, go. You know, if it's, if, if there's any um, substance to this this loan move rumor, do you know what? I would love for him to go and do it. I don't want him to leave Tottenham, but no. I would love for him to go to go up there and then go get to training and go fuck me. I am a lazy bastard because look what he's doing. <laughs> look yeah. what he's doing. You know, he's got he's got away with it for too long. It's not like he's Ledley King with a dodgy knee who plays a game, doesn't train because he's trying to save his knees, and then still mm. goes out and puts in performance. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I do. I think Delhi just needs to. As much as I love the guy, and I want him to stay at Spurs, and I believe that he's still got it in him. I think some, something has to happen for him to be able to turn around and go, holy shit, I need to do this. Yeah. Where does that be? You know, <clears throat> take a long, hard look at himself. Where did that be? Go on loan somewhere where there are such quality players, and he can learn from those players. Yeah. I'm not saying we haven't got that quality, but he spent four He came in under Pochettino and Pochettino and Jose are two completely different managers, yeah. and he's probably got very comfortable. You know, yeah. in, well, um, I, I think it's what
0: you MMA. were saying about with Louis. I don't think he's had any veal certainly last season any any competition to get into the team uh, not that, anyone... that's, uh i've i've said that wrong but in the same joe hart's pushing Love so i don't think ali had anyone pushing him and I, I i still don't think he suits uh jose's um style so maybe a change of style which will be different to the uh pochettino style would be a good thing change you
1: know what I think uh, this is a problem i think under um under potch i think he was given uh generally delhi i want you to do this but at the same time fill your boots you know here's a free reign. whereas jose i think is very very specific about what he wants and how he wants it from his players um you know and i think that is partly where where you where delhi ali sat there hold on a minute, I want to be able to run around and do what I want. I want to be able to mm. to have the freedom that I had under Pochettino. And he needs to understand that actually make that's, that's because I think as well, when he was at, at Milton Keynes, he, he played with freedom. Mm. Um, and, and I think that potentially that Jose Mourinho is the first manager that he's probably come across where he's, he's not allowed... As much freedom as he's used to, and what he would like, and he—it's up to him to, yeah, he's—he's he's the only one who can and decide whether or not he's going to be worth, uh, whether he's going to put that effort in, um, mm. and whether he's going to make that effort to, you know, to become great again. You know, he was the first name on the Tottenham sheet; he was the first name in on the England team, and in the space of eighteen months, he's. He's gone from not even being considered for England, let alone anything
0: else. Yeah, yeah. I think his passing, like, certainly last season, like all of his fancy flicks are fine. But if you can't pass the ball five meters, you, you, you <laughs> get back to doing the basics first. Then you can worry about your little flicks and stuff. But like, there, there were times that there were times his passing was so lazy. It was just like swinging a leg in it, rather than making sure. Okay, my target is over there, ten meters away. I'm gonna. Put enough power on it enough direction on it so it gets to him and it was just yeah i i don't want him is to leave it, either i think a lone move would do doing well like you say playing with those top top players because people like an mbappe he, he, he'll want to be the best so he'll train like like a ronaldo to be the best yeah i don't get me wrong but he's the thing is he's, he's I think him and Mbappe are quite similar. they both got that arrogance and that swagger. Mm. The problem is, is Mbappe trains. From what I believe, he trains hard and he and he's, he proves it on the pitch.
1: Yeah. Um. You know, whereas Deli Ali is is a lazy bastard on the pitch. If, if you believe what mm. what's been said on the on the show, he's a, he's a lazy bastard and um. Yeah, he doesn't want to um, and then doesn't want to put the effort. Yeah,
0: I, I think a loan move would do well. I, I don't want him to see, see him leave, even if we get a load of money for him, because he's still young and I think, still think... Yeah, players get that, don't they? They burst onto the scene and then all of a sudden something goes wrong and then it's either, OK, do I let this carry on so I end up getting dragged down or do I buck my ideas up and then get back to where I was two years ago? And he's got to decide which uh, road he wants to do, he wants to go down. Exactly, and
1: it's all, to be fair, it's down to Delhi. He's, yeah. he's got the option of playing under an amazing manager. I right. am, you know, um, I'm, I'm yes, I'm pro pro Jose, of, uh, you know, because I, I, like we said, you look at the resumes which one would you to choose to trust if you didn't know either of them? Yeah. You know, I, I, I trust in, in the fact that he has one, I don't think he's a dinosaur, but he does have his way, and he's. Yeah, embrace it. You know the fact that he's won what he's won. You need to embrace it. You need to, you need to respect it, and you you need to work to the guy. Otherwise, as, as he's made out quite clearly, he will fuck you off, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he won't make two bones about it either. No. So
0: okay, and we'll take a little break there. Um, back in a bit. Talk about the. Uh, game a bit more and Umbelé, var nonsense uh, and the postponed game uh, or cancelled game against Leighton Orient and uh, issues with that and more. Uh, so back in a bit and we're back. A player that we mentioned already and Umbelé, obviously he only had a one half, but he was made a real difference at the end of that game. Uh, What did you think of that? Do you think it's a uh, kind of a, okay, he did well in in Europe uh, given the start here, he's done something else, so it's going to be a slow burn to see how he goes, because he's obviously got talent, but we've been saying that for however long it was since he joined us, and it's his attitude and fitness is the question, but there's no doubt if you can get that sorted, his talent I mean, Yeah. And, and yeah. the, the turn for the goal as well. I don't think there's anyone in our team who could have done that,
1: apart from Bellet, who's no longer here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I think um, I think we're starting to slowly
2: see the promise in, in, in the mm. Um, you know, he, he came on and, and scored the, the winning goal. He got into the right position. He, mm. you know, he came on and he tried to be effective in that game. And he was, yeah. um, when he, when he All played right. the first half of Southampton, he, I think, I think he was quite closely marked at, at times, which hindered what he could do, but then say, like you say, for the first goal, he showed just what he could do. Um, And yeah, like I say, I think this is now the start
1: of of hopefully him starting to come into knowing, you know, him being comfortable at Tottenham, him being comfortable with life in in London, Mm. Um, you know, because for everyone who listens to this, who's seen... the the all or nothing series will realise that the guy's head just wasn't in the right place with yeah. being in a new country and everything else. So I'm um, hopefully it's, it's, you know he's he, if he's happier off the
0: pitch now, then hopefully he's going to start being happier on the pitch and just you know have his head in the game. Yeah. Do, do you think someone like Bale would help with that? Because Bale certainly when he was at Southampton was kind of touted as a a huge a huge thing when he was 17. Came to us obviously didn't work out for. Few seasons, but do you think someone like Bale, who's been used to being the, the the young superstar with all that pressure and having to deal with that, do you think he'll be able to help and Don with that? Because sixty million or whatever it was for a twenty three year old in a new country um, must put pressure I, I, on you. Well, this is the thing I don't know because you you
1: look at it. Don Ballet came to us um, just like Bale went to Madrid. Both hmm. both came. One came to Tottenham, one went to Madrid, both with uh, the label of being expensive and uh, good. Um, so, but Bale never really settled in Madrid, as regards to the team and, and and the press and the fans. As a family life, he, he loved it out there. From from what you know has been said on on various things, like his, his agent said today. You know, he loved it out there, but. You know, enough was enough as regards to the the external factors. Um, whereas in I think he's got good teammates around him. He's got good fans around him. Um, you know, hopefully he's living in a nice part of London. You know, or just outside. Um, so I think I think Bale might be able to to kind of help an older statesman a bit like joe hart as well mm. you know they're a bit like the older statesman help the younger guy settle in do i think they'll be able to, to give him any words of wisdom on, on how to deal with it then i don't know because at the end of the day it's all down to the guy's mentality mm. you know and, and it's just like everybody else it's the mentality's right if if he's happy and he wants to do the work he'll do it you know, um, if he can handle being away from home, there, you know I—I've I, met people. Um, I'm, you know, from from my forces days. Who they all they wanted to do was was be in the forces, but you know they spent three weeks in basic training and they are so homesick. It's unreal, mm. you know, um, and it's just something that that could be out of his control, but. I, I think, you know, we've, we've got a good squad, we've got a close squad, and I, I think that they have been helping, I think they will continue to help, and I, I think that that will come to fruition in, in his play as, as time goes on.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think with Bale coming in, he's obviously going to go into the team at some point, so I think that could have a positive effect with all the other players going, I want to play in the same team as Gareth Bale, because if you look at Poliño joined us, obviously it didn't work out, but one of the reasons he said he joined us was to play with Gareth Bale. So, yeah. so you would hope that would have a positive effect there, like, oh, oh, I need to get in this team so I can play with Gareth. Uh,
1: do, do you know what? I, I think um, I think that's very true. I think it's that's, um, and I think second half that kind of um, that kind of showed with mm. with the way the team the team played. Um, there's there's a very I, I think there's it. I think there is definitely a feel good factor. Um, having Bale back at, at Tottenham um, and that's amongst the, the players is amongst the, 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 um, the staff and, and amongst the fans, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all like, especially us older guys and ladies, um, you know, who know Bale from his first time here you know, and how much we loved him then and, and that hasn't changed um, and the fact that he has what he's won what he's won and he is, he's a superstar in a game and if it wasn't for if <laughs> I feel sorry for a lot of footballers. Uh, Gareth Bale is one of them because they play football in a generation of Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if, if if Gareth Bale came to prominence in 10 years time, mm. he would be it would be everybody would be talking about Gareth Bale and Kylian Mbappe. Mm. Nobody would be talking about Ronaldo. No one they'd be making references to them, mm. but they would be they would be the two hot properties in Europe. In my opinion, mm. um, and, and I, I feel and I do, I feel sorry for certain footballers because while Ronaldo's still playing and while Messi's still playing, you're never going to, no one is ever going to get above that or above them, no matter how bad a season they have. Yeah, you know, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I think Ronaldo could score five goals, get cropped, spend all, all the time, um recovering, turn up for a Champions League final, score one goal that isn't even the winner, and he would still get the lead Ballon d'Or. Don't get me wrong, I
2: think it's it biased as hell.
1: It's biased as hell, there have been years yeah. where they shouldn't have been anywhere near it.
0: Yeah, it was quite a refreshing but, to see Modric win it last time, wasn't it? Just someone different. And he's, know, he's an amazing yeah. midfielder. You know what? The fact is, he's have taught as
1: well, so yeah, you know, yeah. we, we can we can we can kind of say we we've had a Ballon d'Or winner. Kind yeah, of. We'll, um,
0: we'll, we'll just say we taught him everything he knows. We'll say that. That's
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Tottenham, he would never won it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's fantastic. You know, it's it, you know it was great to see somebody else win it. But I think it was one. And I'm not taking anything away from Modric because he's a fantastic footballer and he deserves to win it. But at the same time, do you ever get that feeling because it's so pro Messi and so pro Ronaldo that they had to give it to somebody else just to break the status quo? Yeah, um, because you know that year the the won it. You could have given it to three other different players, yeah. but it just so happened it, it went to another another Real Madrid player. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one. Um, you know, and to be fair, we're not here to talk about
0: Modric and, yeah. um, and the other guys. You know, yeah. we're we well, Let's get, get back. To, let's get not. back to Bale, kind of. One player I do feel a little bit sorry for with him coming back is Mora, because I think he's he's almost just biding his time until Bale gets in the team. But I, I love Mora because he had one one game, which uh, no prizes for guessing which game that is. Um, I, I, I love Moore, but but he, he kind of doesn't do that much in game. He kind of gets involved with games and then not, and then he's quiet and and anthony I can't really remember anything he did. So I, I, I honest, think he'll I'll be that. out of the team. But then hopefully that will say to him, okay, I've got to work my arse off, and then I can get back in this team. Do you
1: know what? I don't I, I, I don't think that um, I'll be honest. I don't think Moore is more is played at his strengths if I'm perfectly honest um, he's he's quick and he's you know um, but he's more uh, run onto the ball kind of guy you know he's a uh, uh, yeah. In my opinion, he's 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 put out to provide the balls. You know, they're playing him out on the wing because he's quick to provide to provide the ball. Um, you know, to provide crosses. But to me, it's like you, you look at you look at the goals he scored um, in in that you know game that you're you're referring to. Yeah. You know, um, you know when, when we came back in yeah.
0: the F- F- Fulham, was, Fulham game I was he, talking about. Yeah. What game are you oh,
1: talking about? Of course, you mean, I'm talking ball. about the Ajax game. So, is, knows you, know, but you, but you look at where he came from. He went. He was. He came down the middle, running onto hmm. the ball. Right. It was held up by Lorente. It was a you know a heavy touch by Delhi. You know for for a, you know you look at the goals that he scored. He he was. And, and that's and every time he's played, he's. You know where he's kind of he's got in and around the goal It's because he's coming through the middle he's he's not he, to me he's not a natural winger he's not an, you know he's a he's a forward player who, who wants to come through the middle and mm. to be fair if you wanted to have a, a really you know um a sort of a central attacking midfielder for me, that's where I would play Lucas Moura. Right? You know, to kind of maybe pick up any scraps where where you know Bale, Kane, and and Sun haven't managed to get it, or where it flicks out to the edge of the box and he can put his boot through it. Um, but so for me, I don't think he's quite played in a position that, that suits him best. Um, and even even under under Pochettino, I don't think he was probably utilised in the best way. Um, mm-hmm.
0: But, again, you know, there's there's going to be people who say, Derek, do you know what you're talking shite, Mac? He's he's, he's just crap and he's not good enough. I don't understand people who say that, though, because I think it was the Brighton game last year at home was when Ericsson put the, the, the ball to Orvio, put it to Ali, and we won the game. But... That whole comeback started from Lucas Moore getting the ball and running at people and putting himself about. So, so some some games he does that, and other games, like Southampton, he wasn't in the game at all. But, like, I don't. It doesn't matter where you play it. Okay, he will give his all, mm. and that's, that's the one thing about the one thing about him. I don't think anyone can fault.
1: He no. will give his all. I just don't think he's utilized in a way that suits his game, which is sad because of what he has done. Mm. Um, and I don't get me wrong one, one, one amazing world class game doesn't um, doesn't change the fact that you are you know you're you're forever safe at a club. Mm. Um, you know it doesn't it doesn't make that at all, but it's. Oh <laughs> yeah, partly uh, part, part, part feel sorry for him. I, I just think, you know, I, I just think he's not utilized the way he should be. Uh, but that's <laughs> it, that's, yeah, I can't say much more about
0: it. Do, do, do you think so, when it will obviously be Bale who comes in? Do you think Bale will be played in exactly the same position, or do you think Mourinho will change it round to suit Bale? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, well, I, I don't know, I, Bale said himself that, that the manager spoke to him about yeah, playing in a couple of different, different, positions. different
1: positions, so the the possibilities are, are, well, we don't know, we don't know what, where he's been asked about what position he wants to play, we don't know, obviously we all assume that down the right wing is going to be one of them, because mm-hmm. you know, we still hope he's got that, that blistering pace, but you know, Mourinho will will play Bale wherever he wants to play him, hopefully it's going to work hopefully it's going to be beneficial and it's going to produce the goods Um, because
0: you know, this is what he's paid to do, he's paid to to make sure that he plays the best team in the best positions to get the best result It may even even suit more because I've always thought he's he's much better which is mostly our team as well because we're a counter attacking team, he's much better against the team who attack us because they leave space. So it may be with playing Bale, Kane, Sun up top, then you get into, a, 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 you know, the majority of games, you end up getting into a lead. They have to chase the game an hour on. They're tired, bring more on. I don't he's got know, space I, to exploit. Because, yeah, I, I completely agree. But if you, Jose, by look, try to play an offensive game, Mm-hmm. So this is where this is where it kind of falls down because he will look at a back a back two, you know, with wing backs, then two defensive midfielders, one to help drop back into a, a
1: defensive three, um, depending on who's bombed forward. Because I don't know if he'll get Sergio or or Doherty to be able to slip into that back three, like we were saying earlier. Um, but then it doesn't leave you much option to bring on another attacking forward, um, and I think. When you're in that position, and it doesn't matter whether you're looking to kill the game off or whether you're chasing the game, I just, I just think that you're going to be looking at Le Celso and I think you're going to be looking at Numbele to be able to, to, to give that extra outlet and that little bit mm. of, of creativity, because you know he's going to be looking at, at passing the ball through to Kane, Son and Bale. Mm. In my opinion, he's not going to be looking at dinking over the top for you know for little Lucas to to go in and, and get on the end of it and smash it when he's going to do that with Sun. The only thing I can see Lucas being is an understudy to Bale and Sun to, to come on a, you know for the last 20 minutes,
0: the last 15, but then you're still going to be playing him out of position because you're going to be playing him down the wings. Yeah, I, I, I do think it, it, it it's going to be a long time t- since until we see Bale play a full 90 minutes because he's, he's not going to be matched fit by any stretch. So, I think he, he could come off towards the end of games quite a lot in that period and more will come on. And if we're winning, leaves gaps where the team is um, uh,
1: pushing forward to try and get back into the game. But again, it's all speculation. Uh, yeah, and again, I, I'm, I'm being repetitive because I've said it probably three times already and on the last pod. If we were managers, we wouldn't be sat here. It's, it's true, mate. Monotonous yeah. and all, but we're not, what
0: we're not repetitive. What's not to like about this podcast?
1: Guys, if you haven't already fallen asleep, then we hope you're enjoying
0: what you're listening to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we, we, we've talked about the good parts of the game, the bad parts in the defence. Let's talk about the nonsense part, which VAR is just... I, I, the the Man United penalty that they got against them was just ridiculous, and then a yard off the line, De Gea from a a, a penalty that would have been saved anyway was just even more ridiculous. I, 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 Sheffield United missed a penalty yesterday, and I, I, I don't know if uh, the keeper was off the line there, but Jermaine Genus was quite good in commentary when the penalty was taken, like saying, "Well." They'll be taking it 15 times because lois will be an inch off his line. but, <laughs> but again that, that, yeah. in the laws of the game and solskjaer said this after the game even though he's quite angry you could tell but by the laws of the game they were penalties but they're laws that have been made by people who've never played football and don't understand it because our one for a start was a complete ricochet off I don't know which of our other players' foot which bounced up. Uh, it,
1: came, it, came, so it, bounced, it bounced off Winks uh, yeah. and up onto up onto his arm. Um,
2: but also, you look at the Leeds penalty against Liverpool. Hmm. That, that to me, that was a. Well, it, I didn't it actually see guys, that, it? Though, yeah. it, came, it came off the guy's leg. and hit his arm. Hmm. Um, you
1: know, so it's it. Do you know what? It, it's not. Yes, it's about is VAR um, a good thing or a bad thing? Sometimes it's brilliant. Let's be honest. Sometimes it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And as to, as, now, as much as last season, Tottenham were the team that had the most rulings go against them on VAR. Mm. You can, but you, you then look back at the Man City game. Yeah, yeah. VAR was in our favour. We've had a couple of a couple of decisions against certain teams in big games that went in our favour. Now, you know, we've experienced the positive of VAR and we've experienced the negative of VAR. The problem with VAR, in my personal opinion, is you are taking away the sense. You are taking away the yeah. instinct from the referees. Okay, you're you're you've got you you're, you're making referees second guess themselves because a referee in any game will go that's a penalty, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's got some little horrible bastard in his ear going. <laughs> Are you sure? Do you want to double-check that? I'm not quite yeah.
0: sure. At least this season, the referees are being encouraged to have a look at the monitors. So, even though they've got that but, doubt, they are making a the decision themselves. But I think this is just ridiculous. That, Chris,
1: Chris, regardless of that, the minute... Right, let, let's say you're a referee in a game, right? And you have called a penalty because, in your opinion, it's a stonewall penalty. Hmm. Then all of a sudden, I come over your earpiece and go, Chris, you need to have a look at that, mate. Straight away, you're going to doubt yourself. And it doesn't matter whether you go and look at that screen or whether you wait for me to check the the screen at at whatever part we sat at. You're then going to sit there and either take my opinion as gospel because I've made you doubt yourself. Mm. Or you're going to look at the TV screen on the side of the pitch and you're going to sit there and go, hold on a minute. I still think it's a stonewall penalty but actually I can see why maybe it's not a penalty but actually because Gareth whittled in my ear to have a look then maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong so what I'll do is I'll I'll rescind it or I'll give it Um, and where is so you're taking that that control from the main man on the field in my Mm -hmm. opinion Mm -hmm. you know but also as well you're killing the the joy Mm -hmm. okay now you look at uh, Tottenham's first goal against Southampton. Now, granted, you know what, offside is offside. Yeah. And VAR, VAR called it correct. Yeah. But, let's be fair, he was a Nats bollock. Right? <laughs> right, It was, it was, it was a, it, 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 it a Nats bollock. Right? It wasn't, yeah. he, was, he was offside, but it wasn't, Obvious. Yeah. And it, it, that's,
0: that's the, the other way. thing, isn't it? it? It was all brought in for clear and obvious, not like offside by a bloody toenail, which there's been God knows how many of those. Well, yeah, we, we had it
1: with Sun against Leicester, but the point I'm yeah. trying to make is, is, you then take away that joy from the fans, because as soon as mm. the ball goes in, all you want to do is erupt like a volcano, and cheer, and scream, and shout, and hug your mates, and high-five, and see he's one of our own, or Sunny or whatever. Yeah. But now you've got to go, balls at the back of that, pause, and it could take five minutes before the referee turns around and goes, yeah, it's the goal, and obviously you go, yeah. yay, because you've lost that, that initial euphoria, and, and that for me is the biggest problem with, with with VAR, but at the same time, it's again, a bit like I said earlier about the good points and the bad points, you will sit there and go, hold on a minute, it's absolutely killed it for me when Tottenham score a goal because mm. now I've got to sit and wait five minutes for you to tell me whether it, I can celebrate it or
0: not. Well, and, I, I, then, I I did that on Son's second goal where Kane's put him through, and yeah. uh, he's um put it to the goalkeeper's right, I think. But yeah, I, I but was like, is. I cheered, and then I was like, hang on. But yeah, I, I completely agree, and it's it was for clear and obvious is, things. This is, but this is the other bit, though, Chris. The other bit. But let me. I'll just get this bit out. It's, but then you look at the bits where you go,
1: Hold on, it's a penalty. Right? And VA, the referee might not give it, but VAR calls it back. Hmm. And it's almost like you're you're taking you're kind of shifting where the enthusiasm comes from. You're enthusiastic about a potential penalty because you you've got the excitement waiting for VAR to go penalty, but then you lose the momentum for, for the enthusiasm because you're waiting for them to confirm whether or not it's a goal. It's then it's it's got its good points, it's got its bad points. They just. But the biggest thing for me is, is you know what? Unless the referee says... For me, it's instead of somebody in the referee's ear going, Oh, I think you need to check that, Mr. Friend. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that, that, that from, there needs to be something happen. And the referee... We say to the referee, you play your game, mate. You do what you think is right. them, do what you think is right. OK? But... Either, like in tennis, give an appeals process where you can check VAR yeah. to double check something, or if, he, if the referee in his own mind isn't a hundred percent sure, then go to VAR yeah. and go, Do you know what? I just need to double check this boy because so I'm not quite sure. Because at least then you'll have more respect for the referee because the referee will be you'll be like, well, yes, they played him. He's, he's going to go double check his decision. You know, he might be, you know, so oh, that's a red card. Oh, well, actually, I'll just double check just to make sure, but he's not. He's not doubting himself, he's just trying to make sure he's right. So therefore, he will still have control of the game, he will still be the one, the main man making the decisions, and it should be up to him to ask, OK, in my opinion, VAR to intervene if he is not sure about a certain action on the pitch, whether that be an offside, whether it be a red card handball penalty, but it should be up to him. Give the referee control of the game, not some horrible little bastard sat in a, a TV <laughs> room somewhere, okay, Who might have a crunch against Tottenham, man. That's, that, And that, for me, is what you what you need to be looking at. Um, and I do, I, I think that's a better way to use VAR than it is to,
0: um, yeah, right. to have the, the, the Hobbit in the ear. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier, it's common sense is out the window. You also mentioned it earlier, the doubt in the referee's mind. So all, all that does, really, is... It gives the referee an out, doesn't it, to hide behind VAR. And then the common sense, absolutely ridiculous. It is.
1: It, but, this, but this
0: is the thing. And, we, and the you rule know, they, is they, just... They
1: need to find a way. They need yeah. to find a way that they're going to make this work. Um, you know, because there are the positives, but there are a lot of negatives, and the negatives is, is outweighing, in my
0: opinion. I just yeah. think of the referee control of the game again, yeah. You know, and let him use VAR how he chooses to use it, you know. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I um, I oh, It's just... Uh, well, there's not really anything you can say. There's not it? much else you can really say about that <laughs> yeah. well, Let's move on. So we, we were supposed to have a game today, but obviously it's uh, been cancelled late in Orient. Um So I think they had 18 people, staff and players, with... Uh, coronavirus like and there's a few issues with this not not with the game being postponed i haven't got a problem with that at all the issue is is, is why does a premier league team have to pay for those tests why are the league not giving the test they because they, so they don't they do have to pay for them the premier league don't have to pay no, no no but, but we, we we decided to because the league won't pay for it themselves for for that lower league and we've taken it upon ourselves to to pay for it, but yeah, so, I, I think I they mean, played Mansfield on the nineteenth, so they've mm-hmm. got to be tested now. But they they can't afford it. Well, this is this is the problem. But, and whoever down. they play but Saturday, you've was, it. but you've nailed it.
1: You've, you've nailed it straight away by saying they can't afford it now. Um, you know, so I again I, I listen to a lot of talk sport and I listen to the um, the owner of Leighton Oregon talking to um, talking to uh, Jim White and Alan Parry, is it? Jim White oh, anyway. It was on the Jim White show anyway. And they um they to call it and, and he's basically saying it cannot be afforded. You're looking at £150 per test. Mm. Okay? They're looking at £150 per test, which so they've reduced the amount of testing because of the the cost because it's not um finally <laughs> Financially, it's, it's not possible to be able to test as regularly as the Premier League because the Premier League are paying for the tests themselves. Um, the Premier League will pay for the tests for the Premier League team, for the EFL. Are, um, but the EFL were making them pay for it themselves. Yeah, so, it's just, it's I mean, just, don't get me wrong, it was great by Tottenham to do right. it and it's worked in Tottenham's favour. Mm-hmm. Which is which is fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and and also a big a big um, I think big kudos um, you know pat on the back goes to Tottenham and Daniel Levy. Yeah,
0: I've um, I read that he's paid uh, yes. the, the money they would have got from Sky for it. I think. I saw that on Twitter. It, it wasn't it officially, so it made me just on Twitter. The story going around that Tottenham have uh, covering the cost of what they would have got from tonight yeah. has been covered by Tottenham.
1: And that Tottenham are still going to stand by what they said about auctioning off what would have been the match. Uh, yeah, for, for the Justin Edinburgh Foundation. Foundation. We, yeah. yeah. Which is fantastic. But i tell you what though, something that crossed my mind that made me giggle. You know, we have, <laughs> we've gone through God knows how many transfer windows and we haven't spent or we haven't brought in as many players as we have during this one all of a sudden we get hit by a worldwide global pandemic yeah. and Daniel Levy has gone out and bought Heuberg he's brought Hart in for free he's bought, he's paid for Doherty he's paid for, for Sergio he's paid for Bale you know there's potentially one or two more signings coming in mm. and he's had enough money to pay Leighton Orient for their, their coronavirus Tests and to cover everything revenue-wise, they would have lost if they um, if the game had gone ahead. Yeah. If this is what happens during a pandemic, I want one every fucking transfer. Go, because Daniel Levy, you know, all oh, times are hard, times are hard, we've got a pandemic, there's no fans in the stadium. Fuck it, let me spend this, I'm gonna do this. Here you go, lady, you, know, you have that. Bale, come back to Tottenham, come on, sunshine. Oh, yeah, go eat, we'll take you as well. And Joe, do you want to come in on a free? It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a pandemic every transfer window. This means
0: Daniel Levy spends, you know, keep yeah. spending and, and investing in the squad. Yeah. The, the, the other thing as well, I- I can't believe is is they've had 18 people with coronavirus. Why does it take almost a day to postpone the game? The game quite clearly can't go on. Because, so just cancel um, the game.
1: Can, I, can, I actually can answer that because of the interview that I heard earlier. Right. Okay. So, Leighton Orient have had two separate, effectively two separate teams training. No. So they've had two separate bubbles from what I believe was being said by by the chairman, uh, the owner of, of Leighton Orient so they were able to fill the squad tonight right okay okay because they kept things they've kept things separate enough to be able to, to have oh, safe, right, okay. uh, safe players um but it all came down to um, yeah Pu- health England public health England hmm. I think that well, I think uh, it was the right
0: decision to postpone it. Well, this, <laughs> Hopefully, it's postponed and we don't get by, but I don't know when we're going to fit the games in. Well, I'll be perfectly honest with you. With the fixture congestion, I'd take, I'd, I'd take the bye. Yeah. Do you know like, <laughs> you what? Know, I'll be perfectly honest with you, right?
1: You know, Lee and Orion have had their costs covered. Hmm. Okay. The shirts are still going to be auctioned for the Justin Edinburgh Foundation. Okay. So they haven't lost anything. No. All right? Tottenham have got fixtures coming out of their ass for the next <laughs> what two and a half weeks, where you're playing, you know, Sunday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. So I'm glad that the the, the fixture's been postponed because it gives us that extra little bit of time before the European game on Thursday. So yeah, with us with us having the fixture condition, I I, I would take the bye. I I don't. <laughs> Yeah, with the draw already being made as well for third
0: round, I I don't think they've got a choice. But also, it's in the rules. Yeah, um, I, did, I did see that. That yeah, if a team can't fill, if or whatever it is, it has to be a buy rather than a postponement or, or it has to be cancelled, doesn't it? Because. Um,
1: yeah, it's okay. just, I know that, that Tottenham's paid uh, paid late in Orient, but I'm not sure if
0: they've covered their, their TV revenue side of things. Well, that, um, yeah, that, that, that's why I'm sure Levy had already paid what they would have made from Sky.
1: Well, if that's the case, then, I, yeah, because, I don't know, would you, would you honestly, um, do you, I don't know anything could happen at the Cup, but last year we got beat by Colchester, you know, but, um, <laughs> I just I just think, we would have gone into that game, and I, if, if we've covered the cost, take the buy, let the buy stand. Um, you yeah. know, I the Justin Foundation is still going to benefit. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's win win all round. Yeah, I
0: you think know, that was more important around. for the game, making sure Orion got paid and making sure the Justin Edible mm-hmm. got Foundation got what it was going to get anyway. I think uh, that's more no, important. And no, no. that's been my opinion based on if this, this, the story that has come out is true. <laughs> Which I have no no reason to doubt is yeah they they still won because they still they're, they're, the financial side of it has been
1: fulfilled by Tottenham the shirts are still going to go up for auction by Tottenham so the Just Energy Foundation is still going to get yeah. the um still going to get what what it would have got regardless yeah I, 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 think, I yeah,
0: but when I read uh, potentially buy and all this um, that was before. <laughs> The, the reports that Levy had paid this and, and all of that so I was just slightly like well if you get by and that's they so don't get nice. anything then that's that's just a disgrace but yeah that- well we are winning you know what fuck sentiment sometimes hmm. you know um, and, and what I mean by that is, is you know what we need to look at our own squad we need to look at our own fixtures we need to look at what we've got
1: going against us and if we're able to get through to the next round without having to kick a ball hmm. which gives our players more time to recover. Then, on a purely selfish side, I'm I'm happy to take it. Yeah. You know, yeah,
0: I, I'm, um, I'm still quite nervous because we're the only team who could get a buy and still lose. But, <laughs> but, so it's not a foregone conclusion yet.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It, it, whatever, whatever the outcome will be the outcome. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, sadly rules are rules. And like I say,
0: if the financial side of things has been covered by Tottenham, then. Then yeah, let the rules stand. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's just me. Though. Yeah. Ho- know, ho- hopefully, Mansfield can get tested. Who they played, I think, on the nineteenth, whenever Saturday was. I think that's who oh, they I'm played. So sure. hopefully, they can get tested, mm-hmm. and there's no cases there. Well, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that late um, Orient loan a few players out to Barnsley who have got positive tests for the Chelsea game. So <laughs> that'd, that'd be nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> It's interesting, though um, Chelsea. They were touted. I oh, know. It's only two games. in, They, they were touted as, uh, oh, they'll have a stormy season because they've bought well. And you know, I'm uh, yeah, not I so sure about saying, that. No, no, this, no, this, no, this isn't no, a Chelsea no, podcast, so will mention no. them briefly. But, but uh, I, uh, I, said, I said this to my mate Chris. I, I'll be honest. I said this to my mate. He was going to about all oh, Chelsea's this, Chelsea that. He's a
1: Liverpool fan. Hmm. I and I turned around and went bollocks, mate. I said they ain't going to, they ain't going to hit the ground until halfway through the season. Hmm. Oh, mate! But look at who they bought. It doesn't mm. matter if you change a whole squad or near enough a whole squad, right? You need time mm. for them to gel. Yeah. They're not all going to come in and be on the same wavelength. You look at, you know, it's the same with Tottenham. You look at some of the players that, you know, some of the players that we've bought that have taken time to settle in, yeah. you know, for one reason or another. But you, they, they, it, it takes time. And to be fair, fuck Chelsea. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hope that they capitulate. I really do. I, I hope that, that you know, I, you know, I, I don't. I, that, that habit, I think, I'm unsure whether he's going to succeed yeah. or but not. It's, it's just, I think Mo yeah. is just a, a natural goal scorer, so I think he'll be fine. But, you know, then they brought in a,
0: an older goalkeeper to try and give Kepro a kick up the arse. Yeah, but it was just all these people that were saying, oh, the top three are Liverpool, Man City and Chelsea sorted, and then it's a race for fourth. It's like, no, it's not. The top two are sorted. And then there's how many clubs looking for two places, but... It it could could all backfire, and they could end up going on a run now. But I I still think, yeah, I'm not so sure about them. And Man United, I thought, would be the dark horses, but then they've still got problems in defence. So I think we're right. We're right in the race. I think for top four, but with, but with about five other teams for two places. As much as it pains me to say, you know, um, I I, I think that this is going to be a, a tough season. Um, positioning wise against against our nomad neighbors I, yeah. I think um, you know they' they I think they've, they've spent well um, they seem to um, to be working quite well together
1: um, already you know they, they won ugly at um, West Ham uh, so <laughs> do you know what? I still think that we're we're gonna have a really good season and I still think as long as we can keep all of our main players fit and we've got decent backups, then I yeah, I I think we're gonna have a great season. Um, and I think that it's it's gonna be very tight around the top six. I think the top six is gonna be very tight. If Everton carry on the way they started, then I think that they could be somewhere in and about the mix. Tottenham the Nomads, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Man City. You know,
0: um, Wolves potentially. Um, yeah. So even the top seven. You know, you look at you look at those seven teams I just mentioned. I think it's going to be pretty hard to 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 tell who's going to be sat where from three from position three to seven. Yeah, I, I think what will tell you about how uh, Arsenal and Everton are going to do is when they get beaten and beaten well, how they respond back to that. They get beaten yeah. again after that. Then you know, okay, then maybe not ready. if they come back and batter someone straight after that, it's like, maybe they've got some mentality here to uh, get to where they want to be. But, but yeah, uh, but, it, mate, like I say, it'll, it's yeah. going to be interesting. It, I think this is going to be one of the most interesting football seasons we've seen for a long while yeah. I, because I of, because of COVID, and you know, I I, I almost think it'll be
1: it, there's, there's potential for this to be another freak season like when Leicester won. Yeah. Well, won the league. Um, there, there is that potential because of COVID, because of potential disruptions, because there's no crowds. Yeah. You know, um, Leeds United have always been a team that thrive off having their their fans behind them. Yeah. You know, Ellen Road is is an amazing ground. I remember going there when I was younger. It was the first Tottenham game I ever went to. Actually, Tottenham versus Leeds Ellen Road, <laughs> and and their ground is is ridiculous as regards atmosphere. You know, I'll always remember that atmosphere at Ellen Road. Um, we also won three one, you know, was when Darren Anderson scored the absolute curler mm. in yeah, you know, um against them. But, you know, and there's so many factors that, that will change things. Like Liverpool. I think that they're a team that need need to have their crowd with them. Yeah. They are probably gonna do better without their crowd. Mm. Because all they get is, is stick and <laughs> shit. Um you know, so yeah, it's, it's. I think it's just going to be a very strange season. Yeah, we could in, even end
0: up having a, a, another. I mean, if these cases continue to rise, they'll be forced potentially to have another break.
1: Well, this, yeah. Well, you look at it, David and, Moyes has been has, has got uh, been, them two West Ham first team players have been confirmed with COVID. they they have heard. From from, um, from the ground tonight, but you know, mm. but the, the strange part about that one is, whole City were offered COVID tests by West Ham tonight before kickoff, and they refused. <laughs> oh, right, okay. They refuse to be tested. I, I don't know why, even whether they're scared of positive tests the game being called off or what, I don't know. Hmm. But um but yeah, it's um it's um it's... but at the same time we're dealing with things differently, so it might not necessarily go straight into being um, you know, oh, we've got to cancel football now because yeah. uh, football managers has got it. You know, our tester got it and they, they stopped football. You know, now it's, it's it's been dealt with slightly differently. Yeah. So maybe maybe we won't be stopping football because yeah. of, of, of you know the odd positive test in, in Premier League players
0: yeah. or managers. If it does, if it doesn't. I don't think you can really judge a team. I've always thought this. Until about, I don't know, 10 games in. Because then you can see where teams are, are going to be around about. Apart from the teams, obviously, that are, get dragged into a relegation battle. But... I I think 10 games in we'll see where we are we'll see where Chelsea are we'll see where United are Everton, Wolves I I think one
1: of the biggest things is the teams that adapt to not having fans around is going to be a big part of this you know um, yeah Is to be fair I, I don't really I don't know what much else I could say on it than what I already have, but I do. I think that that is going to have such a huge impact on, on games as the season goes on. You know, because when players are lagging, the team give them that extra boost. Uh, the fans give them the extra boost to give the team the extra boost. You know, you look at you know how leggy. You know, the, you know they haven't had a proper off season. So mm. there's, there's there's so many different factors that that are going to contribute to certain results not being maybe what you expect. No one would have thought four three for Leeds and Liverpool. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it was just yeah, four three or three two. Four three. Yeah, they've
0: had two of win. them, haven't they? Leeds? Yeah. One for them and, and one they, again. And they win four three against Fulham. Mm. Um you know, you look at Tottenham smashing in five goals against Southampton, you you look at, you know, there have been, you know, this last weekend there was 30, 39 goals yeah, yeah. in the first set of games, you know, that not including what, what came from Sunday night and Monday, you know, but after up, to, up to and including the Tottenham game, I think you, you were looking like 39 goals, mm. and it's like, what the fuck, that, that, that's <laughs> ridiculous, it is, it's ridiculous, mm. And people are saying, "Oh, it's COVID. It's this. It's that." Well, hold on a minute. When we restarted after the lockdown and football started again, you were looking at one nil wins, scraping a one nil win, and nil yeah. nil draws. Now all of a sudden, you're looking at four three. You know, three two, five two. It's you know, last night three was it three one with Man City. You know, there's yeah. it started strange already, and I, I, I think that's going to be the status quo for most of the season. Yeah, yeah it could be right there. Yeah, it's difficult to say, but it's a good a uh, good point to end, I think. Otherwise we we'll would be repeating ourselves again and people are asleep anyway, so it doesn't really matter.
1: That's it. We can repeat ourselves all the right <laughs> way every time. Yeah. You know, they're the best night sleep they've ever
0: had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a service really by keeping people asleep by carrying on talking, really. That's what we're doing. Well,
1: speak for yourself. I think I found. I <laughs> think I found alright on
0: this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's just my monotone voice has gone completely in my head now. I can't think of anything else. Oh bless. Poor <laughs> oh, Chris. Poor <laughs> oh, Chris, yeah. this monotone voice. Yeah. <laughs> like Keanu Reeves on radio. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I think you're right, mate. Is that that's probably. Um, a flogged point, yeah. It's been flogged like a dead horse now. Yeah. Uh, we'll, so, we'll, we'll end it there. Yeah. What's next on the agenda? Uh, well, it'll be Newcastle after the Newcastle game. Yeah. It is Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, no, we've got Europe oh. next. Oh, God. We've got yeah. Europe on
1: Thursday. Right. right. On Thursday.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not around for that game, so it'll be after the Newcastle game.
1: Uh yeah. I will be honest, I'm gonna um I'm probably gonna go down the ground on um on um, Sunday. Get yourself a shirt. Uh yeah, and have a little wander around. Yeah. Just take it in a little bit, see if I can see anyone. Yeah. So yeah. Oh good good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what, mate, I'm enjoying doing these.
0: Yeah, it's good fun. It's definitely better having someone to talk with rather than just essentially talking at people. It's, so much better having an actual conversation. No, you know, I completely agree. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely better. It's nice to talk to somebody about it. And, mm. Yeah, and if it, if it goes down, so how, if what happened with the last podcast? How many um, people eventually listened to it? Uh, 78 on the last count, which uh, <laughs> my dream is treble figures. So how close have you got to treble figures before?
1: Uh, 78. Oh, so the last podcast had the most listeners.
0: Yeah. So hopefully wow. that's, that's a that's a a nice trend. Oh, that's good, mate.
1: Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll take credit for it. <laughs> I'll take the credit.
0: It's because you're. It's because I advertise. I have got Minor celebrity on, so that was what it was. That might have been it, mate. Yeah, yeah. They want to listen to the shit that I have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Great. No, that's brilliant
0: stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's about it for today. Uh, cheers, Mac, for coming back on. Uh, welcome oh, anytime, like no, I said nice last you, time. Uh, anyone no, i really who do- enjoyed it. Yeah, Anyone who doesn't follow Mac, uh, even though you should now because he's been on every news outlet in, in the country after his Gareth really? Fale photo, it's uh, his Twitter handle, at Mac1882THFC. Uh, give him a follow. Uh, I'm not sure who will be back after the Newcastle game. Hopefully, Mark will be joining us as well. Uh, but there'll be a podcast after the Newcastle game. Hopefully you're around, Mac. Yeah, I'll be about for that, mate. I've looking forward to it. Cool. And we'll be back after that. So we've obviously got a European game uh, and then the Newcastle game. Come on, new Spurs.